Hey, Ness. Hey, Em. So it's Labor Day when we're recording this, and this probably won't come out for a little bit because we're going to do a re-release this week. But how do you feel working on Labor Day? Yeah, so I mean, I'm basically refusing to normally we record in our closets for sound quality and I'm outside right now. So if you hear like a passing car or a bird in the background, that would be why, because I'm basically all but refusing to get in my closet on this really nice day. Man, you like nine to fivers. I just do not. I was every Labor Day, Memorial Day, any holiday like that, I'm always like, yep, off to work, like go teach my yoga class. I usually try not to schedule clients because I just start getting like FOMO that everybody has the day off but me. But Mm -hmm. it's a new experience for you. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, it's it's all a give and take. And plus, this isn't really work because you have like the best time of your life talking to me. Yeah, that's this is true. This is true. That's accurate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's do it. So welcome to the first episode of our macronutrient series. So this first episode, we're going to talk about carbs. And then on subsequent episodes, we'll discuss protein and fat. But carbs is kind of our heavy hitter of the macronutrients. So it felt right to focus on that first. And since we are focusing on carbs today, if you listen to our episode about sugar, you might hear some similar content, but we promise we're going to bring you some new stuff too. Yeah. And our keto episode probably has a lot of good info about carbs in it, but this one is going to give you even more. So don't, don't close your podcast app out just yet. If you've heard the other two. Yeah, absolutely. So I think to just dive in and get us started on the whole macronutrient series, we should give you the recommendations on about how much of each you should be eating. So of course, we're not going to give you like some cut and dry number of how much you as a person, like how many (laughs) grams you should be eating, but we can give you a general idea of recommendations. So in general, about 45 to 65% of your calories should come from carbs then around 30% from protein and around 10% from fat. So you can see right there, obviously most of your calories are coming from carbs. So for those who are thinking of cutting carbs out completely, that's a huge feat. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just want to say again, 45 to 65% of your diet should be carbohydrates. And that's not just like the carbs that y'all are thinking right now, like, pasta carbs and like desserts and everything like that it's like vegetables and grains and you know dairy or plant-based dairy sources but that's a lot of your calories for the day yeah a really lot and yeah like emily said it's not what you're immediately thinking of i think when we say carbs a lot of people immediately they think of like dinner rolls or maybe even bread or more broadly dinner grains what, what's general. like a dinner roll what's is that like a what do you mean, like a bread basket like, like a bread you know basket. like if you go to dinner like there's like rolls okay a dinner you know, roll. if you go to yeah. like a nicer restaurant or not even a nice yeah restaurant, yeah like, i mean olive garden's got like a right basket of breadsticks for you <laughs> right. that's what i think of when i think of carbs and like a diet culture mindset i'm like yeah absolutely breadstick 
And like we mentioned, I mean, carbs are in, also in fruits and vegetables, and that includes beans and legumes. And I think a lot of those things are generally recognized as healthy. Yeah, that's that's what always really sends me for a loop because people hate on carbs so much. Like, oh, eating too many carbs causes weight gain, causes all these kind of issues. And I'm like, but then you're eating like vegetables instead of bread, but mm-hmm. you're still eating carbs. It's so confusing. Right. And then, I mean, carbs are also in dairy products like milk and cheese. So basically your only food group that there's going to be no carbs is meat. Yes. And of course, there's less starchy vegetables like your greens that are going to have very little carb, but they're still going to have a little bit in them. So really to say like you need to cut out all carbs or all carbs are bad. Honestly, in my opinion, that's just like lazy health care. It's way easier to say, hey, just don't eat this whole food group than to actually talk about the nuance of what is in that food group because there's a lot in there. Absolutely. And then, you know, we're not accounting for the fear that so many people have around carbs, which I'm definitely going to talk a lot about the Atkins diet, which is basically the source of all of this mania. But, you know, we're not realizing all the things that we're missing out on because we're trying to cut carbs. Mm-hmm. And that's a, something that's really important, too. And I think we should talk about the Atkins diet pretty soon here, because I think that's a good way to kind of start us off into, you know, how carbs really got on the chopping block. But yeah, by cutting out all of these foods that do have carbohydrate, you're doing your body a huge disservice because basically you're cutting out fiber and a bunch of vitamins and minerals. For sure. And I think it's a good time too to kind of go into the different types of carbohydrates. So You've got three different types, really, mainly. Um, You've got starches. Those are your complex carbs, which are basically just a bunch of simple sugars linked together. It makes them slower to digest, and you'll have less of a blood sugar increase from them. And you'll also probably be more satiated by them. You know, that's like your brown rice, your wheat bread, that kind of stuff. And then you've got sugars, simple sugars, easy to digest, quick energy carbs. Like we've talked, I feel like we've talked a lot about like the goo that you drink if you're like a marathon runner or something from those little pouches that are like simple sugars. Yeah. Um, You know, I've also seen people do that. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen any runner videos that are like, who needs goo? Like when you have mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and oh people God, use like funny. mashed potatoes instead that's and like funny. have them in like a plastic bag and eat them while they run oh my god that's so funny that's like a yeah. world that I am not a part of and have literally no <laughs> desire but it's it sounds cool yeah um, I say that as I'm embarking on like a 26 mile run along the shores of Lake Michigan this weekend oh wow I didn't know you were doing that yeah it it's you're the kind the of person who just like get foggy. up and do it though like, yeah. I, like I'm like not built for that you know I'm not built for that yeah our our logistics are foggy too there's like some shuttle situations that like if we miss we kind of just miss and then we're out there so we'll see how it goes <laughs> good luck <laughs> yeah um thanks. okay so yeah bring your mashed potatoes with you for that or mm-hmm. your goo so you have that quick 
easy available energy and this is also like you know white sugars or brown sugar the kind of sugar that you might find in a donut or a piece of cake that's why sometimes you feel like that quicker blood glucose increase from that and maybe have like a little bit of a crash since it's digested really quickly versus a starch which is digested slower and then we have fiber, which is just a type of complex carbohydrate that can't be broken down completely by our bodies. And proper fiber is really important because most Americans do not get enough of it. And it's a key piece in our digestive process. So it's really important to remember that to get fiber, you have to eat carb sources and you should be aiming for about 30 to 35 grams of fiber per day, which is quite a bit. And there is no fiber in meat or dairy products. So you have to be eating whole grains, legumes, fruits, and veggies to get that fiber, which all have carbs. Yeah, totally. And even in my research, and I kind of already knew the statistic because I'm a vegan dietitian and it's like one of our huge selling points that we help people eat more fiber, right? And the average American currently gets about 10 to 15 grams of fiber, which is like a third of what you're really needing, one third to 50%, I guess. And so as a whole, as a culture, Americans do not eat enough fiber. And I think definitely it can be blamed on like, oh, fruits and vegetables aren't as widely available and there's a lot of barriers, blah, blah, blah. But also the fact that a lot of people are avoiding, you know, sources of fiber. And a really trendy thing is for people to talk about their gut. And if you want to know the best way to support your gut, it's eating lots of fiber. So if totally. you're truly concerned about your health and you're worried about your gut and you believe the gut you know, controls everything, which we know that our gut has a ton to do with the rest of our health, then you should be eating a lot of fiber, which means you need to eat carbs. Yeah. And I think it's a really good time to mention about, I was like taking a little survey and one of my friends was saying about how it's kind of this thing like, oh, don't eat carbs if you want like a flat stomach because carbs can cause bloating. And it's really important to mention like a certain amount of bloating is good. Like that's normal. If bloating comes with pain, you know, then it can be problematic, but it's normal for your stomach to get larger after you've eaten a meal. It's full or it's empty. It can really be as simple as that. And so so I think sometimes people get really caught up in that. And so just kind of a PSA that that's really normal. Yeah. And I mean, when we think about, you know, people who want flat stomachs or something like that, I mean, if we're looking at like athletes, athletes need a lot of carbs. So if you're looking yes. at like a runner or something like that or you know, someone who's super lean, which there can be a lot of issues there. But right. typically, those people are having to eat a lot of carbohydrate to maintain energy levels for a long run or whatever activity it might be. Definitely. And this is going to lead us into our Atkins topic so well. But even like, I remember this one Instagram post, and this girl like had really defined abdominal muscles, like major six pack vibe. And she was talking about how, yeah, she's really in shape right now and she runs all the time and she nourishes super well. And she's like, want to know another time in my life when I had a six pack as well. And she was like, when I had serious heroin addiction issues and I was like not eating very much. And I'm like, 
it, it just really goes to show hearing that kind of story of like, wow, this person can do literally whatever. And this is still happening in their body. And it's still how they're outwardly appearing. So a lot of that stuff has to do with genetics, too. Um, which yeah, I think absolutely. people definitely do not realize, like when it comes to muscle tone, it's like, you know, we think, okay, we're this tall or, you know, we have this general body shape, but you know, when it comes down to it, not everyone is able to have this visible section of muscles in their abdomen. And why is that really even that important? Anyways, that could be a whole side topic. <laughs> right. So let's dig into Atkins a little bit, because I think that's a, an important part of the reason why we're having to defend carbs today is because of the Atkins diet. Oh, my God. Yes, I I've thought before that we should like do a whole episode on Atkins, but I feel like it's like faded a little bit more into the background and we kind of addressed it all within the keto episode. So this is just kind of like fulfilling like an exciting piece of something that I've wanted to talk about for a while. So the Atkins diet is still alive and well, still a thing. They talk about having super decreased amounts of carbohydrates and there's definitely a big section of the diet that really focuses on demonizing sugar in particular. Um, they're talking about all carbs really, but lately it seems like a lot of the messaging does tend around sugar, which I think is a little bit more palatable these days for folks. And on their website, it kind of has this whole banner like this is today's Atkins because I think they realize like they're kind of yesterday. And at its on the page, it says it's not just a diet. It's a life well lived, which is just so funny. Like it just goes back to Noom and all these people who are like really just pretending to like not be a diet. And they're like, no, this is just like your life. And so the Atkins diet was basically the first one to really minimize consumption of carbohydrates. And they really focus on increased protein too. Similar kind of thing to the keto diet, except like they're like less fat oriented than, you know, ketogenic diets can be. But I just had to share one of the recipes that was on their website. They had a Mexican lasagna recipe. Okay. I'm, I'm really excited to hear this. Okay. And can we just talk about Instead of using like lasagna noodles, they want you to use cabbage. What? Imagine like someone's like, here you go. There's this big pan of like steaming hot cheesy lasagna and then you cut into it and you're like, cabbage? Oh my God, <laughs> that sounds hell? horrible. Isn't to think terrible? I thought that my mom subbing feta with tofu was bad. At least she was keeping oh, the noodles yeah. in. You have like a whole like childhood trauma based around your mom feeding you <laughs> tofu instead of feta, which I don't blame you. Honestly, I hate any vegan recipe that has tofu like as the feta sub. I'm like, no, that makes no sense. There's no fat. It's, you know, honestly, like as an adult, I'm like, it's really not that bad. And like, I think even sometimes she would like mix feta and tofu and just mm, have both. That's really sneaky. Yeah. But, you know, it was just like one of those things where it was, I was a little kid and I was like, I just don't want that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Getting kids to eat tofu. Already. And can I just say that like while we've been on this call, I was kind of like scrolling down in the like Mexican cabbage lasagna recipe and you have to like boil the leaves first. So you're just like boiling the leaves in vinegar and water and then like laying them down like noodles. Like it literally can't get any worse. It can't oh get any worse. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so gross. Italian people are like, what the? Italian grandmothers everywhere are like, 
passing out (laughs) yeah passing out like literally what it's so bad anyways wow so they're basically like the big carb demonizer that we've kind of seen and as Vanessa said, why we're kind of even talking about this in general. And another thing that kind of touches on like the diet culture nature of carbs, you know, I think carbs are really um, blamed for weight gain a lot of the time. There's definitely like kind of two sides to this, right? So like carb heavy meals can be overeaten, right? Like pastas or pizza, something like that, you know, where there's a lot of bread. And sometimes you know, because there's a lot of carbs going at once, they're slow to digest, you might feel bloated in an uncomfortable way. You might feel like, oh, now I have the sensitivity to gluten or something like that. Well, maybe you just overate, right? We kind of talk about this idea a lot. Well, and I think it's really important to remember here, it's almost hard to talk about carbs in general because it is so broad. Not all carbs are created equal. When we say carbs, we're talking about so many different kinds of foods. Yeah. So I mean, we're talking about 65% of your diet, potentially. Mm -hmm. That's a huge, that's a huge variety. So, you know, carbs can be quick to be blamed in that scenario when it's like, okay, if you notice that you're commonly overeating carbohydrate sources, well, that means you're commonly overeating in 65% of your daily diet, potentially. And so, you know, if you're eating heavier amounts of those foods and you're like, oh, I feel like I've got weight gain from that, it wouldn't be like so shocking, right? Weight is obviously a really fluid topic and y'all know how I feel about that, but it's just frustrating to see one food group be so vilified in this topic when really that just means that you're eating perhaps more calories than your body may need. And we all know the whole disclaimer, like waking can come from many different places, not always necessarily a bad thing, all of those things. But at the same time, carbs are not solely responsible for waking because nothing really is. Right, exactly. And like we mentioned, I mean, carbs is such a bit big, broad field of many different foods. And I think there's just a huge misunderstanding that carbs are just bread. And then after that, I feel like people are even starting to realize, oh, like fruit are carbs too. And then that makes people start to fear fruit, which, I mean, as nutrition professionals, this is a huge red flag and something that, you know, we definitely need to fight against because, I mean, fruits are packed with fiber and antioxidants and are something we want people to eat, be eating more of. But just this fear mongering has led to even some of our most nutrient packed foods to be feared and then avoided. Totally. It's like, Nobody can just find the normal happy medium. There's either like fruititarian people who are like, mm-hmm. do you know about this? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, this is like such a, like a subsect of like vegan culture, really, because it, I, I feel like it's less popular now than it used to be. Like freely the banana girl who that chick went like off the rails. I don't know. exactly. Oh, I don't know about her, that. but yeah. Okay. Well, if you know freely, you know, fruititarianism. And it's like just the most bizarre thing where they're eating like only fruit, right? Like it's like people either eat only fruit or they'll be like, ooh, you better watch it because you should really only eat half a banana. It's like Mm -hmm. either way. It's not just like how about you just eat one banana, not 15 and not a quarter. Right. Right. Exactly. And I mean, 
people worry about fruit. So the sugar in fruit is not the same as added sugar. It's natural sugar. And also the fruit is going to contain, again, antioxidants and fiber. And that's going to slow down the uptake of sugar, which is really important. So research has actually shown that increased consumption of fruit and berries is associated with lower risk of type 2 diabetes. So when people worry about the sugar and fruit. I mean, that's just completely unfounded. Now, of course, it is important whenever you're eating carbs to pair it with protein and fat, but we'll talk about that more at the end when we talk about eating carbs in a healthy way. Yeah, I feel like it's so common to really fear carbohydrates or sugars in general when it comes to the risk for developing diabetes, and it just could not be further from the truth. It really has to do with how you're eating them and how you're balancing them. And of course, the huge component of like stress with our blood glucose too, right? Like stress makes your blood glucose levels, which are used to help diagnose you with diabetes to be so much higher. So, you know, we don't want you like stressing out about eating fruit because you're worried about your blood sugar levels. And then you're like skyrocketing them anyways with your intense fear over food. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's a big piece of the puzzle that a lot of people don't even consider. Totally. So with all of that said, there definitely is a preferred way that you should be consuming carbs, and that is eating them with protein and fat. So with all of your macronutrients, they're all important. One is not more important than the other, although, you know, some people may have you believing that protein is most important or fat is most important, but truthfully, they are all really important. So whenever possible, we actually want all of them included in all of your meals and as as much as you can in snacks as well. I think if I want people to take away literally one thing from this little series on macronutrients that we do over the next few weeks, it's that this is how you structure your meals. Like if there's one kind of rule that you can abide by, it's to have a source of carbs, protein, and fats at all of your meals. And that's really going to help you with satiety, with enjoying your food, and with supporting your health all at once. And at the end of the day, we want you focused on what you are getting at meals versus being nervous about the things you need to take off your plate. So think about when you're building a plate, what do I need to have on there to best support my health versus what do I need to take off because it's not doing me well? Absolutely. So long story short, we want you to stop fearing carbs, put down your pitchforks and axes. I don't know like what you really bring to like a fight in this scenario, but whatever violence you're inflicting against carbs with yourself, your own relationship to food, maybe even other people, just just lay lay down your weapons. Yeah, I feel like we need like a, you know how they always have those Instagram reels that are like, how do you cut carbs? And then it's someone like with a piece of bread and they're literally just like cutting it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's what we mean when we say cut carbs. Yes, totally. You need to slice your bread, your sandwiches diagonally, nothing else. I can't do anything except a diagonal cut. No. Really? I didn't know this about you. Yeah. Well, 
we'll have to discuss, but we'll spare you guys from that discussion. So yeah. you're welcome. We will, in advance. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next week for an episode all about protein. See you next time.